Jose, born offside is back for another season. Good news, huh? Fuck off. Okay lads, new season, new show. Let's be ultra professional this year. No xenophobia, no swearing, no weird intros, no kids interrupting, no flushing toilets in the background, okay, think you can manage that? Uh, hello and welcome to another edition of Born Offside. It feels like uh, just two weeks since the Champions League final and... Oh, hang on. Yeah, that's because it was, wasn't it? Yes, I believe it was. Bayern Munich beat PSG 1-0. Remember that? Well, it's all history because now we have the Premier League back. With me once again is my trusty, crusty Spanish compatriot. Well, living in Spain, but not actually a Spanish. I was going to say, I am not trusty. I am definitely <laughs> not crusty. And I'm very much not Spanish. Dave, how's it all going? How are you doing? You all right? It's, it's, it's all right. Everything's much the it's same. Right. I'm looking forward right. to, to lockdown two here in Spain. We're, we're way <laughs> ahead of the curve by being behind the curve, by having a massive curve. And uh, we're right on schedule for lockdown two. But I'm super excited that this lockdown will have football, which yep. that's football. Is it a lockdown? Yeah. Is it just and, my normal know, life? Yeah, you know, I I love a good curve. We, you know that. And uh, you know, if there's if there's if there are curves available, I'm in. Uh, now, which direction these curves obviously go in is obviously you know. This one seems to be going further up. What is going on? Um, obviously, you know, we've we've got a situation uh, here now which is all a little bit. We we understand there are greater things in football. There are bigger things in football. There are more what? Uh, pressing. Sa- okay, fair enough. Yeah, maybe there's nothing better than football. Mate, I, I, live in, I live in a city where the biggest news is he's not going anywhere. Literally, we've had a whole summer of will he go? No, he won't. Like, like I don't know. I feel. Yes, he. I'm talking about Lionel Messi. No, he of course. won't. Yes, yep. he will. He wants to go. He sent a fax. He hasn't sent oh. a fax. He's going. <laughs> His dad's come. He's not going. He's not happy. <laughs> nothing has actually fucking happened at all. Even uh, I even changed. read this morning the Suarez isn't leaving now. Like what? Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's like, oh, are you going? No, you're not going. Are you, no, you're not going. Oh, I won't go either. Then that's fine. <laughs> just tell me, are you going or not? God, we have plans. We need to make plans. Yeah, it's uh, it it really is uh, all absolutely incredible. The messy saga that has been ongoing. I just hope it gets resolved uh, soonish because uh, can you imagine a whole year now of this? You know, just gossip left right and center Messi's had secret conversations with this team and that team and he's ready to go and all this crap I mean it's just it's just ridiculous isn't it I mean it's just oh, just sort it out and sort it out quickly let's not have all of this again you know because it was rather headachey wasn't it for uh, for two weeks anyway everybody just you know got on that merry-go-round it was fun for a while but then it was like ah oh, just do something already um but yes, uh, of course, that's the breaking news from Spain, uh, from Espanol. 
Espana and uh, and of course the uh, COVID uh, curve has increased since the news, right? I mean, it's... Yes, uh, <laughs> Messi staying we... has pushed the COVID up. Yes, like... can we correlate the two? Yeah, yes, probably. Yes, they are, they are in alignment. Mate, we're supposed to be well, previewing the Premier League season and we're discussing COVID figures <laughs> and Messi and Suarez going nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. We are here to discuss the Premier League and we are going to go through it uh, because the Premier League is just around the corner and it's, it's, it is really incredible. I, I mean, I, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm actually really excited. I'm, I'm really Please. excited about this season. It's strange because, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of things to not Mate. be as excited as you should be. But I don't know about you. I am. Mate, it's, it's a tasty season. And you want me to tell you why? I'll tell you why, why? it's t- tasty. Come on then. So, we had, uh, in the last, what, three seasons, we've had a 100-point season, a 99-point season, a 98-point season, and a 97-point season, right? And Mm -hmm. only one of those three seasons was competitive, and even then, those two were so far ahead, like, we kind of knew that one of them was going to win. I, mate, I'm going to put my neck on... uh, Let's do some predictions. Here comes comes my first one. No one is going to break the 90-point barrier this, this season. Yep. Because, okay. because I think Liverpool, I think Liverpool and City will be the top one and two again. Mm-hmm. But I think if you look at what happened to Klopp at Dortmund, if you look mm-hmm. at what happened to Pochettino at Spurs, if you look at what happened to Bielsa, pretty much everywhere he goes, <laughs> high intensity, pressing, pressing, pressing football takes its physical and mental toll. And mm-hmm. Liverpool haven't refreshed at all. Mm. Like, mm. they've brought some left back in. Like, who've, yep. let's face it, two games in, James Milner's going to kick him out and re- reclaim his left back spot anyway. <laughs> and I, I know, I've seen in some of the... Like, I thought in the Charity Shield game, that Liverpool just... I, it looks to me like they're, they're lacking a little bit of the motivation need to play that, you know, that, what is it called, Klopp, heavy metal football. Heavy I think, metal football. I don't think they want to listen to heavy metal anymore. I think they want to experiment <laughs> with free-form jazz. But here's the thing. Free-form jazz isn't going to win you fuck all. Free no, it form, ain't. Free-form jazz is going to mean maybe a cup, and you're looking at, like, outside the Champions League spaces. So, Mate, but, I'm going to go worse than that. I'm going to go worse. I think, I think it's reggae. <laughs> and you know with reggae there's yeah. no way you're gonna win anything not even a cup not even the carabao cup you can't win a carabao cup with even with reggae so maybe, maybe uh, if it's structured uh, yeah. reggae covers of of rock and roll then it might be i don't know but i don't anyway it's i think be, though. It, it's <laughs> i th- i wonder if liverpool i mean i'm not saying they 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 can't but i really do wonder if they'll be able to maintain that level of ferocity and i think that we saw that post um, the COVID return that they didn't, they could turn it on for the odd game here, like the Chelsea game, but they, mm-hmm. you know, they lost a few games and like they couldn't beat Burnley at home. The lack of an Anfield crowd for however much of the season that they are definitely a team who gets a boost from the crowd. There are, mm-hmm. there are certainly teams that are benefiting big time from having no crowd. Arsenal, mm-hmm. which I mean, it's no big change for them. West Ham, right? Because, you know, West Ham must be <laughs> 20 minutes into a game and go, oh, no one's on our back. Oh, we can get football here. <laughs> like, this is, this yep. is fine. So anyway, I don't think Liverpool will do well. I think so what are you Man- saying? West Ham are going to win the Premier League? 
No, I, I think they're going to stay up comfortably. Really, lots of people. Are well, okay, okay, that's good. That, I, I think they'll just. I think they'll be just fine, unless the crowds come back and then they're fucked. <laughs> they're, <done for. laughs> they're down. <laughs> the deal. The deal. Though brothers are extending COVID, mate. They're literally out there <laughs> spreading that shit around because they don't want the West Ham fans back in. Um, so I think th- those will be the top two. I think City are in transition. I think all mm-hmm. of this messy talk and who have they actually brought in? Ake, okay, Ake is probably a good signing and they needed a centre-back. But they still, yep. for me, have a massive hole at left-back. Zinchenko yep. isn't a full-time left-back. Mendy is, I mean, he's Mendy. I love him. He's fantastic. But he's, you know, yep. if you're playing Joao Cancelo there, who's a right-sided player in the Champions League quarter-final, it tells you Guardiola doesn't trust Mendy. Uh-huh. Okay, Fernandinho is going to move into midfield, but Fernandinho is 35. But mm-hmm. so I don't think he's you know be able to keep up on the pace that he was at before. So uh, I know I think City haven't really added anyone really great. Ferran Torres, I don't think he's a good, but he's a he's a nice reinforcement in a position that I don't think City needed all that much reinforcement reinforcement in. Mm-hmm. They've still got Mares, they've still got Bernie Bush, they've got Foden. He's young as well. So, he's he's so, young. So yeah, I mean, yeah. he's he's an intelligent signing, and they got a good price for him. But I think. Okay, they've signed the centre-back, but I think Rodri is a central defensive midfielder is not cutting it. And okay, mm-hmm. maybe Fernandinho will be able to, to do it for another season, but at 35... Eh. No, I don't, don't think so. It's going to be tough. Foden will certainly start coming out, won't he? And he might change a few things up front and, and make things tick over in, in a far more energetic kind of way. He's almost Possibly. like a new signing in a weird way, weird way isn't he? So, um, and I guess the, the talk is that there's still a chance that Koulibaly might come in. And if he does, then, you know, their central defensive uh, frailties will certainly be shored up a little bit, but I'm not sure that they'll be shored up that much, really. I mean, this guy, Koulibaly is amazing, but he's 19. He hasn't, sorry, he's 29 uh, already. He's not played in the Premier League. And um, does he- Oh, but he's built for the Premier League. He is. You're right. Yeah. No. Physically, definitely, it's exciting. It would be exciting to to see him come in. So, um, so hang on a second. So we've got non. Let me just summarize very quickly. There, we've got a non. 90 point league yeah. um we've got uh liverpool and manchester city still occupying top two but that then means that there's going to be a third team who's going to be much closer uh than what they were this uh in last season and that of course has to be chelsea right i i feel pretty confident that chelsea and united will finish third and fourth uh i think okay so it'll be the same as it was I think, I think we're season, looking basically. at this. I think we're looking at the same top four, well, maybe in a different, United, yeah. maybe in a different order. But I think the the title race, as it were, will go on until March, April, rather than mm-hmm. be over in in February by, you know, um, all and, purposes. And 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 the the gap between the the the, the two will be less. Not going to be anything. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It'll, fair it'll be a small. It'll be a smaller gap, especially if, as I'm going to predict now, Frank Lampard is is fired in November. Uh, <laughs> you've been predicting that for a for a good while and i know you want it to happen but mate there's a big difference between being fired and wanting it to happen as well so well, uh, well, mate, there's know, a big part of me that hopes it doesn't happen because if chelsea get a proper manager they've got a really <laughs> really good squad but i think for sure everyone would agree with the fact that um top four and top four and what semi-finals or top fours and final is not mm-hmm. enough. Even even top four in a trophy, I think probably wouldn't 
be enough if it, if the trophy is only only the league cup. I th- mm. I think Roman Abramovich has spent what you've got Werner, Havertz, Ziyech, Thiago Silva, Ben Chilwell. Like they've spent close to two hundred million. And okay, they 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 were sitting on the Hazard money and they they had a a ban from a transfer window and all yep. of that. But you don't spend two hundred million to finish to finish twenty points behind the league Third. winners. Go out in yes. the last sixteen of the Champions League. I mean, and they were walloped by Munich. Okay, everyone got walloped by Munich, but they were really, you know, completely flummoxed by, you know, all of... And they were walloped by Munich before we all knew Munich as the Munich that won. Because it was before, it was pre-COVID, they got smashed at home by a Munich side that wasn't looking great as well was it it was only just coming into the new uh, um the new era with the new manager and the new you know all the new changes yet they they just smashed them completely so you have to put that to frailties in chelsea's squad as well and the big worrying thing about chelsea is 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 their back their back line right it's it's the keeper and it's their defense it's just well, i mean signed... i know tiago i mean tiago Silva's Silva, coming, I th- which is great and I, th- yeah. I think he's, he, in those uh, last rounds of the Champions League with PSG, played very well. And I think mm. played better than his, what, 35 years would kind of make you would think. Would suggest, and yes. Would suggest. I think Chilwell is an improvement on Alonso. I don't, I don't think he's the saviour in that position, but he's an improvement. But what, I mean, and they still might rectify this before the season gets started uh, for them on Monday. But Kepa... You're choking. He's still like, there. The guy doesn't even move. Like, you know, there's keepers that make saves. There's keepers that make amazing saves. There's keepers that don't make saves. And then there's Kepa, who doesn't even try to make saves. Like, he just, you know, stands and watches them go in. I could do that. And, in fact, that, I have done that, that on numerous occasions. Kepa was a mistake, wasn't he? I mean, let's, 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 let's put it down there. Um, Kepa was an absolute mistake. And um, you, you, for the price, for the age, for everything, ability. it was just a, a, a ability <laughs> and for, for everything, level. really. I would suggest, mate, that as a Premier League goalkeeper, you can't, like, when someone lines up a free kick, stand, like, adjust the wall, and then, like, watch as it goes in. Like, I mean, short of applauding it as it goes in. <laughs> you know, there's not, there's not All right. effort going on there. So, um, so you're saying Manchester United as well for fourth as well? Um, I think, I think even potentially, of... I think even poten- yep. potentially third. I think they, they finished the season very strongly. Um, and, I mean, they were a different team after Fernandez turned up. And Fernandez did... Yep. A, fantastic job you would worry that they're very very fernandez dependent and if you look at the mm. the games where he you know he was rested they went back to kind of their pre-fernandez days and were disappointing or, or even the games where he didn't show up which um yeah. look, I, he I'm was knackered wasn't he players. last two three games of the he, he, campaign yes he was and i think that Personally, when he was playing at Sporting, I saw that in him. There's the, there's the petulant, almost not lazy side, but a, a slight kind of, you know, when things are not going well as well. He 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 does, he has had a reputation of downing tools. Now, if people love him, 
he's fine you know he, he'll go for it he's he's different to say Ronaldo for example in that aspect where if people started turning against him he would just use that to spur him on and become even bigger and better and, and, and greater than before this guy does have a little bit of a slice of of you know if things don't go well then uh, you know you know shoulders drop and, and he just doesn't do it but but me I, I, I I'm very curious about the arrival of uh, Van der Beek because w we all know and and of course he I know that he was a favorite of yours in that Ajax side uh, from a couple of seasons ago as well and maybe last season he, he he wasn't able to have the kind of stellar performances that that he was able to but, but nonetheless it's 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 got to go down as something of a coup doesn't it because oh yeah I think it's an excellent I mean, signing it, like Van for me that Ajax side that got to the semi-finals everyone is raving about about Zayat, about De Jong, and about De Ligt. And uh, not De Ligt. to take nothing away from them, though they were all three stellar performers. But when I watched the, the home and away games, I mean, I think I started watching that Ajax side in the Real Madrid games, the Juventus games, and yep. obviously the, the Tottenham games. And for me, Van der Beek was the one that, that caught the eye. Yeah, perhaps technically not as uh, proficient as the others, but like his game intelligence and awareness of space and... I think a thing that's really quite rare for a for a central midfielder these days is his um, ability to to get a goal and a, and arrive in into space. I think mm. last last season he suffered without De Ligt and De Jong there. Like you know his mates have gone. He was also playing yep. a bit further back. But I think a, what is it thirty five million they've paid for him? It's a you know it's a very it's good a transfer. Absolutely snip. Yeah, I was. Uh... I was very surprised at that. I was very shocked at that, and I, I, I was just surprised that uh, you know there was there was talk, and I'm not sure whether or not this is true or not, but there was talk that he was very close to a move to Real Madrid, but that broke down, and it seems quite crazy that 35 million would have uh, have. I think something else happened. I I think. Possibly there was, you know, something about, you know, um, I don't know whether or not he got a call from Matey de Jong and said, you know, don't do it because Barcelona are, are this and that and, and Real Madrid are, are, are a horrible institution to go to or something or whatever. Because it seems to me a bit weird that like 35 million is something that I know COVID has, has, has affected Spanish teams very quite badly. But 35 million for, for, for Van der Beek, that's not something to blink at, is it? So and he was there first. So very, very strange, very strange. Um, so but mate, the the other talking point. Sorry, uh, it was anything else? Sorry, go on. Well, no, I was just going to say like that's a good signing, and then of course everyone is talking about Sancho, which I really don't understand because no, while, I don't while, get that. While I, really... I would say that Sancho is probably an improvement on Greenwood, I wouldn't say he's a hundred million of improvement on Greenwood, and I think they no. they have oh. they have cover in that position, and they don't. Again, with the, along with the other Manchester team, they don't have a reliable left-back option. Williams filled in mm. there, but he's naturally right-footed. Everyone knows the problem that Luke Shaw has had. Yeah, he's improved, but I don't think he's a, you know, last 16 of the Champions League level left-back, unfortunately, Luke Shaw. Uh, I don't think Lindelof is, is that really stellar um, European player. I think, you know, obviously, I, th I think Maguire is a good player and an important player, but he, he needs someone pacier than him next to him. And I think Juan Bissaka will grow and, and will be a very good player. So I'm very surprised that you'd be spending a hundred million on a, a player that's not going to improve you all that much when you could go and buy, I mean, Regulon, 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 uh, the mm -hmm. severe, yeah. severe left back who they faced in the, in the semifinal of the, of the champions league was, um, 
he's available apparently Madrid are trying to ship him and apparently for as little as 25 minutes I'm very surprised that United aren't making a serious play for him because I mm. would if I were them so um so we've got Manchester United and Chelsea filling up those top four is there any chance for anyone else to break that top four and get into the Champions League next next year with them mate you're gonna ha- you're gonna be suspicious of me for saying this but I think if anyone can, it's Arsenal. Um, I'm not suspicious. I was fully expecting you to say Tottenham. Yeah, I no, no, no. I don't, Tottenham. I don't think. I then don't think Tottenham. It, I, would, I would have been suspicious, but, but I don't think Tottenham can either. And I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm. Oh, you know, I you, know, you quite Arteta. enjoy saying it. Oh no, the Arteta thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I hate. No, I, I, I rate Arteta. I really do. And I think since he's arrived at Arsenal, I'm going to go with you completely on this. And um, I think if you are a Chelsea or Arsenal fan at the moment, you've there's reasons to be to be quite cheerful. I think going into this season, uh, because there's been a lot of things that have happened. I mean, uh, obviously, William from you know arriving from Chelsea is pretty pretty interesting uh, because uh, I don't know if you saw the photos of him at the unveiling or not, but like, he didn't look happy. You know, he, did, he had he this not? face of, I haven't seen those. Oh God. Oh God. Oh, I'll send you a link sometime. But anyway, that was, it was very, very funny. But mate, all right, let's, um, let's talk about that uh, in just a moment. Let's have a quick break and let's come back and, and discuss the rest of the Premier League predictions. Oh yeah, Arsenal. <laughs> Lads, look, it's not a great start. Please try to remember this is not Jose's podcast. There's no need to be a pair of cunts. And welcome back to part two of Born Offside. Thank you very much once again for being with us. I'm Jason with Dave Hooker over there. We're going through our predictions for the 2020-2020-2020-2021 season. I can never stop myself from saying that. Is it because I'm so giddy with excitement or is it because I just get very confused? We'll have to get that answer uh, from some of you Me. guys maybe later. Bit of both. You can, yeah, all right. Is it a little bit of both? Love it. Both. I, lo- I always love I'm a man of balance. You know, I'm a ban of a ma- a ban. I'm a ban, a man of a, You're a ban a of malice. Bring them all on. I, indeed, thank you very much. Uh, right, well, we left it with uh, uh, your predictions of Liverpool, Man City uh, t- occupying the top two, Chelsea and Manchester United occupying third and fourth spots, taking up the Champions League spots. And then we quickly touched on our predictions uh, uh, to go through. But what I want to predict is um, uh, from fifth down to tenth now. Um, and if we, if, if we go for fifth and sixth, if we go for fifth and sixth, because I think there's some there's some good teams out there and I'm excited to see the likes of Arsenal and uh, uh, the likes of, of Everton uh, um, and Wolves as well and possibly even Southampton getting in there. Now, I'll, I'll give you why. No. I'll tell you the whys of, of why I think Southampton I'll tell you ha- the why will not. have an interesting... Uh, why, yeah, I'm sure you'll have a lot of very quick why nots so it'll be fine but mate let's start with uh uh let's start with 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 uh, fifth place with a possibility of pushing for champions league and 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 for arsenal and i know you you shudder obviously at this one uh obama yang seems to have signed that new deal has he has he signed that contract i don't think it's been he has. has has it right it's all that's all very weird it's uh, i mean surely with something like this especially 
by now it would have been done but the transfer window is not over until october help me out here october the 20th, well actually is it? apparently yeah. here according to an article written in metro that came out yesterday they mm -hmm. are reporting that he signed a new three-year contract it's not been confirmed by the All club right. but like club sources are saying that he has agreed to extend for three years all right, well, Metro know what they're talking about, you know. So, uh, you know, whenever you want reliable, good, solid source of football information, the Metro is the only place I've, I ever used to go to when I was living in London. So, uh, you know, it's got to be, go. surely. There you go. You know? um, now, uh, <laughs> very optimistic of, of, uh, of London clubs there. But um, I, I, I think, I think Ob Obama Yang would be foolish go somewhere else now he's 30 right he's not he's really isn't he? is he 31 now he's you know i mean by the time he integrates himself into another team first of all like who's going to pay the money and the wages i don't think there's many people out there who are well, willing I've... to do that for uh, for a striker that that has been good fair enough but is he is he top brass? Is he the kind of pay, person that you might pay, I don't know, 20 200 grand a week for? And I don't think so, is he? No, well, I, I think for, for him, when he went to ask, and like if he had been that really, really top level quality player, which at Dortmund, I think for a while he was, he but was, there is, yeah. there is something that means he's, up, he's ended up at Arsenal and not Real Madrid or PSG or City or so, like. And I'm, I'm not quite sure what that is. And in, um, I can confirm he is, he is 31. But I think also, like at, at Arsenal, he's, you know, he's the top dog. He's the big fish. I think, hmm. he, um, I think he suits them very, very well. I think he's, he's loved. You know, he, he, yeah. you know, everybody loves him over there. They all like his, his radiant smile and his, his bizarre uh, uh, somersaults whenever he scores. You know, I mean, who wouldn't? Of course, it's lovely to have a clown, uh, you know, running around your front line and occasionally scoring goals. But uh, no, he's, he's fast, you know, and I think that's one of his, his And he's a great finisher as well. And he is a great finisher. He's got an eye for goal and he's, he's confident as well. And uh, uh, he doesn't get as many chances as most as well, does he? I mean, there's there's games where he's he's very starved up front. So for him to be able to uh, uh, to get the goals that he does get, it's uh, it's pretty special. So uh, I, but the the biggest factor in all of this, take away William, take away uh, um, Gabriel Magalhães, uh, uh, take away the new Brazilian contingent and family that are, uh, are really sort of integrating themselves into the Arsenal side. It's got to be all about Arteta, doesn't it? It's got to be about this guy because he's well, come in and he's, he's changed it. He's changed it. Well, I would say the thing that worries me is that it looks to me that Arteta is doing with Arsenal what Pochettino started doing with Tottenham five, six years ago in mm. the he is he's you know building a team that the press is high that's um very competitive that is improving its mentality and he's putting a lot of faith in the youth players you look at saka and ketier um willock um yeah. you know the those players uh, and also at the same time he's adopting a no-nonsense policy like you see what he's done with gwen doozy and i you can see quite a bit uh, of improvement, but like having acknowledged that I think Arsenal are going to be quite good. Can we rapidly move on to something else? This is, I'm, I'm breaking out in hives. My throat is... Well, who's going to be, I mean, 
you mean who's going to be worse than Arsenal? Well, yes. I mean, it's only Tot- Tottenham next, isn't it? So uh, let's. Uh, why don't we go? Why don't we go for them? Because surely you would imagine. Okay, first of all, as as a as as a, obviously the Tottenham fan that you are, would you be happy? Uh, are you going to do that biting hand off thing if I give you sixth now? No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy with. I think sixth is where we'll end up, but I wouldn't bite mm-hmm. your hand off for it. I think I'm the Tottenham have made three signings, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got uh, Pierre Emile Huyboig, Huyboig, who I think you're more excited about than than I am. I'm not. I remain unconvinced. Um, mm-hmm. But him and Doherty, 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 The thing I like about those signings is, is those clearly signings that, that Jose wants and likes and, and you yeah. know, asks for. They're, you know, they're players with a very good mentality. They work very hard. Um, mm-hmm. They're ready-made. They're Premier League experienced. Uh, I mean... I think uh, Doherty I'm particularly uh, pleased with because we needed a right back uh, and he's a high effort, high pace, good, proficient, very underrated footballer. He's definitely in there to to win the ball back and, and there's a plan there. And then Joe Hart, but Joe Hart is just because we needed another. <laughs> I didn't realize you're going to put him as your third signing. I was thinking, like, who's the third signing you're talking about? Who's this? Uh, all right, it's Joe Hart. Okay, you're going to put him in there, are you? As well, no. I mean, he's the only other right. player player to have come in. But no, he's he's fair enough. He, he's there. He, I mean, he's the third key. Be the tea's and... made, isn't he? He's been the, he's, he's oh, yeah. He makes the... a, he makes a lovely cuppa. A lovely cuppa, aye. Lovely it's been, cuppa a, it's been lots of experience up there to do a lovely cuppa. Like cuppa tea. So, aye. But I think the, there's a, some key problems that haven't been addressed. One, we need a, a second left back because um, Ben Davies is not enough. He can't play the whole thing by, by himself. And then the screaming great big massive hole in the squad that every time everyone comes to is if Kane is injured... We are no, here we go. <laughs> and, I, and I get that it's difficult because you can't sign another really high quality player to sit on the bench behind Kane. And mm-hmm. you pretty much are left with the choice of signing someone like we, we had with Llorente, who's experienced but old, or you, you try and get a, a kid in and perhaps Troy Parrott, who's done so well with the Irish under-21 team, will, will emerge into, into that player. But given Mourinho's um, history of promoting youth, yes. I, I don't see it. And also, he's, <laughs> he's, you know, he's probably, he said some pretty disparaging things about Parrot in particular last year. Like, you know, Why not play two up front? Why not play two up front? Why not get well, somebody, some, somebody good and play two up front? Like, for example, Dini. What happened there? That would have been amazing. Well, that would have been great. And I was very excited about that because he's just yeah. the kind of cunt we need. Um, <laughs> and uh, he wasn't brought in. No, I think... Not your words. Not your words there. <laughs> Jose's words. Anyone watching Jose's all, words. all or Nothing knows that, you know, we need more cunts. Um, yes. Uh, so I think, but I think, especially with the amount of fixtures we have, I think, uh, I think the statistic is in September that we have nine games in seven days or something ridiculous like, like that's around the corner, including a yep. tour of obscure parts of Eastern Europe where inevitably someone <laughs> probably, 
probably Serge Aurier or Harry Winks sneaks out for a liaison and infects COVID experience. <laughs> infects yeah. the entire backroom staff. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and South Korea fly in the military to reclaim Sonny because they're worried about him. And, you know, uh, anyway. So, all right. You know, so, Look, so so let's wrap up there. So sixth, I think, is what you sixth, realistically think that it sixth, would. Then I think yeah. I think Jose has got his eye on the Europa League. I think Jose Mourinho gone. I'll have that trophy. All I need <laughs> to worry about is Seville, and I think I can get them. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Okay. Now that that leaves us uh, nicely into that um, uh, uh, that seventh, eighth, ninth sort of uh, spots, and the uh, uh, what what is sort of famously the Everton Cup in many sort of ways. Uh, would you say, and would you agree that Everton, Wolves, and Leicester would once again be battling out? Because Leicester, obviously, I know they finished so well; they did extremely well, and they finished up in in, in fifth last season. But surely they're not going to be able to make it let's should we start with Leicester they finished fifth last season I have some problems Jamie Vardy's got an extra year now on that clock yeah. uh, Ben Chilwell's gone, gone. Um, uh, James Madison I mean they've got him and he's, he's obviously a fantastic fantastic player but I mean is he really going to be able to to do it who else have they brought in I you know it, it's, it's a thin squad Demari, Demari it is Gray apparently wants to leave um, and at the end of last season, especially after COVID, and even slightly before COVID as well, they were on a dismal, dismal run. Um, it's it's almost well, you know, also, incredible I, to think. I thought that when they were on their good run, that they were, I don't want to say lucky, but they were, you know, you know, football like can be a game where luck can play a role. And I think they were having, you know, they were having some tight VAR calls go their way. They were having some long ranges fly in. They were having teams make mistakes against, against them. I think, I think the, they, they were not as good as their first half season, first half of the mm-hmm. season form, and they were not as bad as their second half of the season form. I think mm. you're looking at a team that is a squad that's pretty thin in places, I would, I would mm-hmm. say. Like, you know, there's not a huge amount uh, of cover everywhere. I think if they finish seventh, eighth, it's about par for the squad. I mean, they have some very good players. I think Schmeichel is, uh, is a Champions League level goalkeeper, I would say. Vardy obviously finished top scorer, but like you said, he's a year older. I think Tillemans is a very solid player. I think Tillemans and Ndidi is a very solid partnership in, in the middle. Evans and Soyuncu, like they've got a good team there, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't see them finishing higher than than actually. I think I would have them eighth. I think Wolves will finish higher because Wolves without Europe, Wolves must be like going, oh wow, one fixture a week, <laughs> love that. What? Surely not. <laughs> Mate, I, I want to ask you. I want to <laughs> ask you something. Wolves have spent thirty-five million quid. On, yes. a, on a fella who scored one, one professional goal. Now, one, what can you tell us about him? And two, how good was this goal? Like, how sensational <laughs> was that goal? Look, I'd, look, he's, he's, uh, it's very interesting because he's, what, 18? What's his name? Um, oh, crikey. Uh, you know what? I, 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 I've forgotten his Is name now. Is it Fernando now. Um, Silva? No, I don't believe it is. Um, yeah, it's it's I'll find really. His name. Go on, then you find his name. It's is it Santos? Is it something like that? Oh, I can't remember. Crikey, 
it it really is rather incredible uh, because he's he's a good player. Fabio he's Silva. A I was close. Fabio, Fabio Silva. Silva. From from what I've from what I've seen and from, and uh, from what I've heard as well uh, of him, he's he's got a, a tremendous amount of potential. Uh, he's very hardworking. He's fast. He's tricky, and uh, he can he can get into the box. But he's not. He's not super special. I wouldn't say that he's he's the kind of guy that can unlock defenses week in week out. He can do it, but I I see him more as a kind of uh, he's he's a dynamic forward and and he can get himself into the box and score goals. I don't necessarily see him as a goal poacher or as a goal scorer, but he's definitely uh, uh, you know got got a few slices of creativity in there. So, um, but thirty five million for really what is an un untried untested player who's had what eight pro eight eight starts for porto uh, uh before he even came into it. i mean obviously he started in the under 21 side but um gosh they must have really uh uh felt that he was he was something quite amazing Mate, either that i've got i've or, got a question or... for you i've got a question for you here I know where just, this is going. Just possibly is is Georgie Minge his agent? <laughs> Either that or Georgie Minge has got his little fingers in there, spoken to uh, 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 Bruno Espirito Santo, uh, spirit of the saint, and gone, uh, "Oi, how much do you reckon can we get for this guy?" <laughs> no, I reckon? mean I don't think Nuno's been asked about anything. I think I think <laughs> oh, Fabio. I think Fabio. <laughs> Fabio Bush, as we're going to call him, Fabulous Bush, as we're going to call him from now on, has, you know, turned up one day. Nuno's gone, who's that kid? And Georgie Minge has, <laughs> like, appeared from behind him and gone, it's a new striker, isn't it? And, and Nuno's, Nuno's gone, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much did we pay for him? 40 million euros. <laughs> <laughs> 40 million? Are you serious? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, well, who did we who did we pay bomb. that to? Who did we pay that to? Me. Eighty <laughs> percent went to me. The other twenty <laughs> went to a team called Porto. You may have heard of them. Oh yeah, you were goalkeeper for them. Remember? <laughs> Back in the day. Anyway, yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, no, it is rather an incredible transfer, and uh, uh, we'll we'll soon see. But he's eighteen years old. I mean, if you if you pay eighteen years, uh, sorry, uh, thirty five million for for an eighteen year old, uh, he better be ready to go, right? He's got to. Well, be. either that or you're laundering money. Like, yeah, well, no. all right, look, it's one or the other. Let's leave the book open at that, shall we? Um, mate, uh, in, in that sort of little spot uh, behind sixth, we've got seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. I, I put to you Everton, uh, now, uh, Everton's their transfers this season have been mate. interesting. Second, uh, I'm second to Chelsea, I think, only in terms of excitement of new faces coming in. Like an now, four new three midfield. seasons ago, yeah, a completely new revamped new midfield. And now, three seasons ago, they bought uh, uh, three new number tens, you know, and uh, all pretty much, you know, apparently for the same sort of position. They've sort of gone and done the same thing again, but this time with a new midfield instead. And it's instead of just one place for one position it does look like they've actually done okay decore is a solid premier league striker with you know bags of experience you know what you get from him he's fantastic um but then you've got the addition of Allah, who's obviously you know 
touted and, and, and oh, viewed a one-named as, as Brazilian. A... Don't we love it? Ah, here it is. Named Brazilian <laughs> with with an old man's name, Alan. Alan hello, Alan. <laughs> now he's a bit old. Uh, now, when I say a bit old, uh, twenty-nine. But a twenty-nine to come to the come to the Premier League is obviously a little bit of a a, a strange uh, acquisition and one that I'm sure lots of uh, uh, English. Um, uh, people, British people, and, and and Premier League people haven't haven't seen very much of him, but uh, but of course he played under Ancelotti when he was over at Napoli as well, so he knows him very very well, and there it, there, there was no hiding the fact that the, the, pretty much the only reason Alan came was because he knew Ancelotti and uh, and he thought he'd go for it, and um, and so we'll we'll see how he does, but there is a lot of promise there. But the other one, the big one, the one that everyone is talking about, and the one that I'm sure Everton fans will be absolutely delighted to see is the arrival of James James Rodriguez James Rodriguez the the jewel in the Colombian heart the one and only and uh, the the, the guy that obviously has lit up Colombian hearts over the last 10 years with his fantastic exploits at World Cups Um, he's, he's 29 years old he's been flying around football clubs he's been he's been described as a journeyman with some people but not a bad uh, a curriculum to have as a journeyman really real madrid Bayern munich winning titles everywhere but being on the bench for a lot of them and being injured a few times not really lighting up the world as he did in 2014 with that wonderful chest down and smack into the top corner off the underside of the bar which we'll all remember dearly Mate, James Rodriguez, how excited are you Mate, to see I think, him play I in the Premier League? I'm very excited. I think uh, Everton, have, uh, they had a shit midfield last year and they've gone out and bought themselves a new one and they, and they haven't bought three number 10s. They've bought a six, an eight and a 10. I think mm. in the, the core is the six, Alan is the eight and, and James is, is the... James, yeah. James yeah. is the 10. James. And uh, I think, I think Decore isn't a risk. I think Alan is, I mean, he hasn't played in the Premier League, so it's a little bit of a risk and he's in his 29. But I think, uh, and I'm basing this entirely off of the fact that I, I really love to play with Napoli on FIFA. And, and Alan is, <laughs> is a great one to have in the middle of, middle of your midfield. The old uh, right button chip in from the bottom of, uh, from the top of the D. Anyway, and then, you know, James, <laughs> everyone knows the... Um, you know, the, the ability that, that he has. With Hammers, I worry about the pace of the Premier League like because mm-hmm. I think he's a player who, who's very suited to international football, which can be a little bit slower. So mm-hmm. it, is, it is something of a risk. But, mate, if nothing else, it just ups the sexiness level. Oh, oh, what a fine! I mean, this man. is what we want, absolutely. It really is. We've got a couple of sexy managers patrolling the sidelines uh, this year, and something very exciting to look forward to. But uh, but having it on the pitch as well—that's something different. We can we can go back to cams, player cams. You know, I'm Ooh. up for that now. You know, bit of hammers. Give me a bit of hammers. Love it. Forty, 40 <laughs> minutes of hammers, please. So, but I think I think very Hib- exciting. Hibberton have problems. I think. Up front, Richarlison is decent. Um, the, you know, yep. I think they'll do well, but not great. They'll be competitive in the Cups. It'll take those players a little while to get on board. But I think Everton are pretty solid. So if we have, what, Wolves 7th, Everton 8th. Mate, and here's another bold prediction. 
I have Leeds finishing higher than Leicester. Ooh, Mate, I wow. am so, so excited about Leeds being in this Premier League. <laughs> We haven't sp- we haven't oh. even touched on 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 the whole Leeds thing, mate. Bielsa in his bucket, he's here. You know, it's he's, gonna be fantastic. He's here, <laughs> and and mate, for the first half of the season at least, they are going to press the fuck out of everybody. Calvin Phillips <laughs> is going to be up the ass of every number ten that you like. Every goalkeeper ah. going to get like. And the thing I love about Leeds is I'm not even sure who the players are. I've heard all of their names. I'm not quite sure where any of them play. But it's just like this flurry of busy worker bees buzzing around everyone, <laughs> bullying people all the time, while an Argentine man on a bucket sits and shouts at people. <laughs> Mate, oh. Incoherently. Like, and, and I assume uh, nobody understands what he's saying and he doesn't really get his message across in any sort of way it must all be the coaching stuff surely but you know we're spearheaded by this this madman you know that nobody dares get anywhere (laughs) it is he is a loco so oh it is very very exciting how tasty how tasty is that first that fixture? First Liverpool game, absolutely. Oh, woof. Well, I mean, it's the it's it's the game of, of 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 the week without a doubt. You know, I mean, that is the top billing sort of game, and we've got some other we've got some other good ones, including what Tottenham Tottenham Everton, I believe, is that should be an, quite an interesting one. But if if you want to put the words tasty uh, on a game, you don't put them together Thighs. on Tottenham versus rub your cards. Yeah, no, yeah, Tottenham v Everton is yeah not quite doing it for me. I'm afraid, sweetheart. I'm I'm rubbing them and it's just not no, mate, working. Rubbing you know them I mean? for <sighs> Leeds Liverpool, mate. Leeds <sighs> Liverpool. And the best thing is, how many times are we going to get shown that Tony Yaboa goal in the build-up? Oh yes, oh. bring it on! Oh, yeah, it's fair. Oh, you can't, you can't get enough of that. Goal. Love it, mate. <laughs> I I I sneakily predict Leeds to to. I think they're going to really put the sh- frighteners up Liverpool. I'm predicting them to go one, maybe even two nil up in the first 20 minutes, just to sheer pace and, and like, and Klopp being on the sideline and Klopp being like, yeah, what is he doing? Well, I love it. Oh, it's, it's good. Bring me Milner. <laughs> I want the players with the fight ready for it. This guy's coming to my house and he's playing rock and roll. <laughs> Fuck yeah. This is it. This is the game. These are the people I want to be playing. Pull Minamino uh, out. Get me Shakiri. <laughs> Let's make this dirty. <laughs> um, <laughs> it oh, is mate, going to be. I'm looking forward to that game a lot. Uh, oh, it is going to be absolutely wonderful. Uh, yeah, uh, Leeds versus um, uh, versus Liverpool at Anfield. If, if, if you're a Premier League lover, if you're a football lover of any kind, this game is it, it's got everything and if if you don't know about the history of uh, of everything that has been going on uh, you know Leeds have obviously been waiting for 16 years now to come back to the Premier League and when they were up in the Premier League at the time they were in the Champions League they got to the Champions League semi-finals they had the likes of Harry Kuehl dancing along the touchline with Mark Viduka up front and they had you know all kinds of wonderful talented uh, uh, football Bowyer players coming Jonathan out Jonathan Woodgate oh, hitting Asian man. men outside of nightclubs <laughs> and when you talk when you talk about a fervent fan base you need go no further than the Leeds United uh, uh, Mate, how long so, how long do you think it will take us to remember that we all hated Leeds 
<laughs> oh, probably not too long, actually. I mean, we're all talking about how excited we are about having them in there, but let's not forget that they're all a bunch of cunts. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly the, not... the fans. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the fans. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the players. Although uh, Calvin Phillips does look like a, li- a right little cunt. Doesn't he really? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he really is. Like, I know the rest of them are also not very, not very nice uh, at certain points, and I've seen a little bit of them. But that Calvin Phillips in the middle there, I, I do love him. I do love yes, him. Yes, on, on, on the other hand, they do have Patrick Bamford, who is the poshest player in the yeah, league. What's going on there? <laughs> Contrast in styles. It's unbelievable. And now they've bought Rodrigo, who, if I'm not much mistaken, was Bolton Wanderers reject or something, wasn't he? I mean, it yeah, was, but he's first choice for the Spanish uh, national team up front Rodrigo I, yeah, for yeah. me he's one of those players who's a little frustrating to watch he's a very intelligent player very quick I don't think he's a particularly good finisher and I think mm. that's a narrative that particularly for Leeds have seen a lot of like yeah. host of chances all of them wasted someone <laughs> someone you know gets them on the counter they like but to we're have playing a, but we're playing great football mate so oh yeah you know, 40 that's... shots a game you know like I... and, and only two of them go in and you're like Oh, but mate, it's exciting. Exciting to watch. So I think, yeah, we, we've got, what, Wolves 7th, Everton 8th. I'm going to say Leeds 9th, Leicester 10th. And then, mate, I'm actually, I'm going to give I'm going to say Southampton will finish 11th. All right. Okay. Well, hang on a Would second. Would you be happy um, with 11th? Uh, 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 hang on a second hang on a second i think we should we should rev- flip flip this over and and go for because we've not got much time now uh, uh we, we're gonna have to head off very very soon uh and i was thinking of having a quick break but let's forget about the quick break let's go straight for the for, for relegation mate La- bottom three uh i want you i want let's hit, let's hit this up and and let's see what what who, who do you reckon who, who do you reckon is going to go down this season? well i think fulham, fulham and west brom are nailed on i think fulham, okay. fulham um we're lucky to get up anyway i think scotty parker is a very nice man very well dressed lovely <laughs> typing good looking yep good looking boy is that enough to keep you in the premier no. league these days no, no. right i, th- yeah, I think yeah. i think if your principal tactic is get it to metro i don't i don't think that's going to be enough <laughs> uh, but they, they did play some good stuff last season they had good on possession. occasion they and, did uh, they can you know, be good, they, but i think they, no Sorry, I don't. No? I think I I have Fulham finishing bottom. To be honest with you, I think okay. West West Brom are a little better off. I think Slaven Bilic is a Premier League manager who's a good yep. motivator. But I think we've seen with Bilic that after a while, motivation kind of isn't enough, and the players get yep. a bit sick of the message. Neither of them have really added properly. I think to their life. So I would say that they're nailed on. After okay. after that, I think you're looking at a host of other teams. I would I'd be surprised if Villa finish higher than 16th. Mm-hmm. I think I think Villa will be in around. Although I'm very surprised that Jack Grealish is still there. Um, yeah, well, I mean, he's it's 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 turning into a, one of those cases of of the Zaha's a little bit, isn't it? He's he's worth more to 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 Villa than than to anyone else in terms of of. Uh, of money right because it's gonna it's gonna command quite a big fee to get him to prize him to get him out of 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 villa and you know he's an england international he's just called up obviously once again and and rightfully so i think he he proved that he was absolutely fantastic last season in in single-handedly making sure that aston villa uh well just scraped into the you know into uh, away from relegation and stayed into the premier league but um 
I'm not that surprised that he didn't go. Firstly, I don't think he would have been pushing to go that hard. Uh, he would have been like, okay, if I go, I go, that's fine, no problem. But I'm not really going to be pushing that hard to to get out of here. Let's see what happens at Villa first when you know new signings come in and everything. But also, he where where else was he going to fit? Man United were they, they talked about Man United, but it's the same with the Jaden Sancho thing. I think it's pointless bringing him in. You know, they've got enough cover in all mm. of the positions that he's up there. The only other place he could have gone to, I think, is, is Spurs. And I can't. There's no I way that he's a Jose Mourinho player. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, he doesn't. He no, doesn't track back. Not. He doesn't. He doesn't really work hard enough. I, I mean, Pochettino, Pochettino was apparently very keen, but like, I don't think Mourinho would be at all. I don't think he's a, no. And he's a Arsenal, uh, I don't think he could have gone to Arsenal. I guess he could have gone to Chelsea, but look, Chelsea went in a completely different direction. Obviously, a so lot of players they, in know, front they, of him at Chelsea now. So yeah, well, I, now yeah, obviously. But if they'd gone for him first before, the, you know, uh, uh, possibly. Havertz or any of the other ones possibly but I think he's kind of content because there's nowhere else he's going to go he's not going to go to a you know move sideways to to West Ham or Newcastle or anything like that is he so um no, no he would have he would have waited for a top spot and obviously I I think nothing came in and, and I think he's quite content to be there but um they've, but yeah mate, added... uh, your, your final one to to go down we, we've got uh, a number of different ones we've got uh um I, I put to you Palace you know, an aging squad you reckon i really like eze the 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 guy they brought in from qpr i yes. think he takes the workload away from zaha a little bit uh, i think hodgson's a call, uh, you know solid i think palace are fine and bachua is back yeah i think <laughs> i think and they've got that are they bringing that norwegian lad that, back from on on loan the one that was in turkey who scored all that no goals? i I don't think so. I think I heard that he, I think he's said that he never wants to play for them again. I, I think I may be confusing him with another striker, but I thought I heard him say that he never wants to play for Crystal Palace ever what? again, which is of course going to put him in a very uncomfortable situation if they decide not to allow him to go out on loan again. But he's done very well, obviously out in Turkey, didn't he? I don't know how many goals he got, but it was more than Crystal Palace got. All by themselves. All together last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you but, reckon but they're no, going to be I safe with the oldest I, manager in the oldest, oldest man in the world? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Roy's in reasonably good health as long as you know they keep the Corona protocols up, and you know he, yeah. he, should, he should be fine. Obviously. Um, oh, mate, and I'm happy to say we were wrong. He's alive. Last season. Yeah. Well done. Roy. We were wrong. We were wrong. Well, it's and more I'm, dangerous I'm, I'm than happy. ever with COVID around, isn't it? He's got to be in the vulnerable. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> um, so Burnley, they should be all right. Yeah, they'll be. I mean, they'll be twelfth uh, and below. I think Newcastle have signed well; they'll be fine. I think West Ham will be in danger. I think them and Villa, you know, okay. will be kind of uh, in and in and around it. Villa are very dependent on Ollie Watkins working out, and I think they've what? How much have they spent on him in the end? Twenty-eight million or uh, something? Twenty something. Yeah, I mean, he's fan. I I love him. I think he's a. Great I think he's a very good player, player, but I think that's that's putting all of your hens in one chicken egg basket, whatever the analogy True. is. So, I would worry about Villa a bit, and their defense is uh, a little. I think Villa stayed up by virtue of the fact that there there were teams worse than them, and I don't think there are that many teams worse than them. Come on then, who's who's? who's I say down? I'm saying Villa, and I'm saying West Ham stay up just just above them, and then everything else is much okay. of a muchness. All right, well let's let's wrap up with a very very final pointer, mate. Uh, and I I, I realise we haven't mentioned them at all throughout this whole point. Sheffield United. 
I think I think Sheffield United get found out this year. I think I think yeah. okay. I think the surprise of the overlapping centre backs. I think the fact that Henderson is gone is going to be a big loss for them. I don't think the the Ramsdale is all that much. Ramsdale for a place. They're a hard-working, well-coached team with, with high standards, so I don't think they'll go down, but I don't have them finishing top half this year. I think, you know, the, the scouts now have two games to look at and, and go, ah, you know what, they do this, they do that, they work hard here, you can counteract it this way. So, yep. yeah. All right, okay. Um, and, yes, I think, sad though I am uh, to, to say it, and... I'm going to end with the whole Southampton thing now, uh, uh, like, you know, and, and I will. You, you said, would you be happy with 11th? Um, and I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm not going to be happy with 11th. I want more. Okay, I you want do. Tenth? I want more. And um, I think 10th, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> top half. You want think, top half. I think, tenth. I think top half is really good. But you know what? what what's so strange is um, we've uh, – uh, uh, we've, we've, uh, picked up Salisu who is a very talented young and and quite highly rated youngster uh, uh, in in defense and it's a position where we really did need to strengthen because that back line of Stevens and Bednarek you know has has been very very vulnerable and I think for Southampton to to have someone like that come in uh, you know is really really important now of course they've lost Pierre-Emerick Hoiberg but they brought in <laughs> but they've brought in Kyle Walker-Peters in exchange, uh, but he's obviously out on the right-hand side, not central midfield. We'll have to find someone to to be in there because I think Romeo, good though he is, is he's just a destroyer. And now, unless they've got some kind of system uh, uh, to come in and, and counteract for the for the missing Hoiberg, and of course they've got Mr. Shitster himself, James Ward-Prowse, who who loves who Yay. loves his penalty, loves the penalty stuff. Scarf. I think he, he made himself a few friends, didn't he? Here? A lot of friends, mate, because you in, don't expect yeah. it from a guy who plays for Southampton or from a guy who has two surnames. A double-barreled, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, Danny Ings is not going to get 22 goals again this season. Yeah, but he hasn't left. So he I think hasn't a left. bonus. He hasn't left. He's fit. He's there. There's a and Euros coming. He'll be hungry. I th- he I will. Back, he- I back Ings to get more than 15. Well, I, I I do as well, actually. And the thing is, um, the thing that excites me so much about this was the press conference that Ralph Hasenhutl uh, uh, had yesterday, uh, because he came out and he said, um, uh, I think everyone's going to be in for a bit of a surprise with the style of football that we're going to be playing next year. And he left it at that. I mean, that's... First day, one one eight. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. I mean, I haven't, I think we've, and, and down on the South Coast, I think Southampton's fans secretly have, have been really starting to enjoy the kind of football that, that, that Ralph Hasenhutl has brought over to the side. And there's something going on which has gone under the radar as well, which has been great. And I have a feeling, a very optimistic feeling that something very special is about to happen at Southampton Football Club. And um, now I'm going to say 10th, and I'm pretty confident and happy that 10th will happen. But who knows? Who oh, knows? Mate, not me. And I think we have to leave it there because... Uh, we do. <laughs> I, I to to. 
All right. Thank you very much, everybody, for uh, tuning in once again. And uh, we will be back uh, next week uh, or the week after. Not entirely sure. We'll, we're not going to do the admin thing again like we did last time, but who knows? Stay tuned for more of the same yet slightly different Born Offsides. Fuck off. Three, four, five.